Hello, and welcome to the Food Freedom Body Love Podcast. I'm Dr. Jillian Murphy, a licensed registered doctor of naturopathic medicine and the creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, a system for helping both adults and children make peace with their bodies, weight, and relationship with food so they can pursue health in the most relaxed and enjoyable way. Morning, friends. It is day 13 of the 85-day mini-sode experiment. I'm Jillian Murphy, creator of the Food Freedom Body Love Method, um, and I'm also pulling together, for those who are actually in Kingston, some really cool how to eat and how to feed in-person sessions, um, trying to make my work a little bit more accessible in person to those who live in my city. So that's coming soon. Stay tuned. For those who don't live in my city, I do this work online as well. Um, on Skype and Zoom and the phone. And I do single sessions and I also do packages. So I do um, programs for people who are really looking to revolutionize their relationship with food and their body and just learn how to eat peacefully. Um, So you can check out www.foodfreedombodylove.com if you want to read more about that. It's Saturday morning and I had planned to talk about BMI in teens, but I'm just realizing you know, my kids are downstairs watching cartoons. My husband just ran out to get some coffee and donuts. And I don't know if I'm in the mood for like a heavy hitting research driven podcast this morning, but I thought what we could talk about instead is, um, talking about to talking to kids about their bodies and body talk for children. I've done a full episode on this already if you go into the kids series, but I did a post yesterday on Instagram about the fact that the way that our children think about their bodies is very directly related to the way that we talk about our bodies and the bodies of others. And not saying that like, That's the only influence that our children have because that's obviously not true. There are many, many influences um, on kids and adults and just humans in general with respect to the way we feel about our bodies and food. But as parents, especially when our kids are young, we have the ability to sway, to have a really big sway in the way our children view their bodies and what they consider appropriate or inappropriate when it comes to things like talking about the bodies of other people or um, surveying and policing food, kind of the way what I was talking about in um, that episode a few few mini-sodes ago about the um, food policing. So that's what I want to talk about today. I just want to quickly talk about um, pitfalls that we fall into and ways to hopefully get the conversations right in our households. I was out with some girlfriends and um, one of them was mentioning to me that her daughter came home. Her daughter's young. She's very normal healthy, sized, um, and at a really young age is already talking about her body and what parts of her body are too big. And after the post that I did yesterday, she was sort of saying, what do I do? How do I handle this? So there is a full long episode on body talk in the, um, intuitive eating weight, body image and health for kids 
series, but this is going to be like a quick start guide for if your kids are talking about their body or you know, little people in your life are talking about their bodies and you're not entirely sure how to handle it, or you just want to prevent as much as possible um, that kind of talk in your own household. Okay, so four things I'm going to suggest. Number one is always asking questions. So when kids make statements about their body, they could just be making observations, right? Like we all have different bodies. Kids notice lots of different things. It's not like they don't notice that bodies have different sizes and shapes. Um, And especially early on, they may or may not have the same associations with their bodies that we do. So the first thing I always do when my kids make a comment about their body is ask like, oh, what does that mean? So whether it's I'm too short or my thighs are too big or I'm so muscular, or I'm so tiny, or I'm fat, whatever those comments are, I just ask lots of questions first and foremost, like, what do you mean by that? What is, you know, what does it mean to have thighs that are too big? Or um, what do you mean by you're fat? Like, what does that mean? How do you know that? Like, I just ask a lot of questions. The second thing is being really careful um, not to demonize fat. So when a child says, I'm fat or um, kids at school are calling me fat. There is this impulse because deep down we've learned from birth that fat is bad. There's this impulse to be like, no, you're not. And I've totally done that. I have totally fallen into that trap of like, no, you're not. You're perfectly fine. But the fact of the matter is there's some kids who have more fat on their bodies than others who are also perfectly fine. And so we just don't want to demonize fat. Also, bodies change over the course of our lives, right? So there are times where kids in particular, as they grow, they sometimes put on weight before their height shoots up and and our our bodies shift throughout the course of our lifetime. So there may be times in our lives where there's more fat on our body. And so we don't want to set up this precedent of immediately demonizing fat. And so I want to be sure to mention here too, that when you're speaking derogatorily about the bodies of others, um, intentionally, like consciously or subconsciously or whatever, I just want to be sure that you understand that kids do absorb that about their own body. Like they can't really differentiate like, no, my body falls into the acceptable realm. So um, my parents or the people in my, the big people in my life aren't talking about me. Like when we pass judgments on other people's bodies, good and bad, you know, excessively like, oh, she's so slim. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, she's so this. Or, oh, that person's really put on a lot of weight or what, you know, whatever the, the commentary is, kids immediately begin to apply that to their own body, regardless of what their bodies look like. And so we want to be cautious about the way that we're speaking about other people's bodies. I mean, ideally, we just don't really comment on other people's weight or bodies very often. And if we are, we try to keep it really neutral, right? We try to keep it really neutral, like, whoa, you know, she's looking really strong or something. But again, it treads a line there because it's really easy to get into like, oh yeah, so muscular. And again, there are lots of people who are super strong who aren't muscular. So just being careful with 
that we're not demonizing fat and that we're not speaking about bodies in a really polarizing way because kids want to apply that to their own bodies regardless of what they look at look like and within that that too like not demonizing fat I also want to include like just being critical of the messaging around fat and bodies and and what's attractive and what's beautiful and what isn't right so again it sort of like builds on asking questions and not demonizing fat but just being really critical um when we ask those questions and kids give us answers you know depending on where they got their answers from it's like well where did you get these answers and how do you know it's true and you know poking holes in the story essentially the third thing is educating them educating kids about body and beauty ideals and where they come from and the fact that they're a social construct and that they've been created and that they don't hold up across cultures and they don't hold up across time because it's fabricated and I think that that's a really important thing for them to be able to see that it is a story like once we've started to poke holes it's like we round it out by educating them on where the stories that they're absorbing have come from. Um, And then the fourth thing is rectifying those feelings in ourselves. Like kids pick up not only on what we say, but also on how we feel about things. And so, you know, you can be saying all the right things to your kids, but if you don't feel great about your own body, if you don't feel a minimum level of neutrality and respect and okayness in your body, kids pick up on that too, right? So doing the work, often people will say, you know, well, how do I get my kid to blah, blah, blah. I mean, we do the work in ourselves first. And that's the work that I do. Like I offer workshops on body and beauty, like body image and beauty ideals. And and the how to feed and how to eat sessions, the how to feed sessions are for kids. The how to eat sessions are for adults and they involve a lot of body image and weight and BMI and health understanding as well because one of the first things that we can do to improve how our children eat is to rectify our own feelings about our bodies so that we can rectify our own relationship with food. So that's it for today. just for quick things. Um, and again, if you need to round out your understanding in any of those areas so that you can actually facilitate those conversations, get in touch. Let's do a couple sessions. Let's get you well on your way to facilitating good, healthy, positive conversations um, with your kids. Oh, one more thing I just want to add to that, which I just somehow forgot in the educate in number three. We use correct terms. So we just say fat if there's fat on people's bodies, if they're fat, or we'll say, you know, thin, or we'll say bigger bodied sometimes, but we try to keep it pretty, pretty factual and descriptive. Um, But we also remind our kids that it's, we talk about bodies within our own family, but outside of our family, we don't comment on other people's bodies. And I think that that's really important that um, they understand that there is a cultural belief about bodies and it's not going to go down so well, first and foremost, if you are making comments, even factual comments about other people's bodies just out in public, but that also in general, right? Like I just did that that mini-sode on bellies. It's just really not that appropriate to be talking about other people's bodies and it's very hard um, to talk about bodies in any way that's really neutral. So, you know, 
I would say that that's the baseline with our kids, that within our family, we try not to idealize or demonize any kind of body. We try to talk about them neutrally, as neutrally as we can, and as factually as we can. But we also remind our kids that that is the kind of conversation for within our family structure. And that when we're out in the world, we don't, we just don't comment on other people's bodies um, because it's very hard to find a way to speak about other people's bodies that's A, neutral to begin with and B, neutral for the person receiving it. We have no idea how they will receive it. So we just try to get the kids to not to not talk about other people's bodies at all. Okay, I'll stop going on. Have a wonderful Saturday and I'll be back tomorrow.